0: little bit of excitement over the weekend at Pearson International Airport seems like we had a little bit of a greeter at the airport in the form of a tiny raccoon hey, what's up, buddy! oh, okay. oh look at Adorable. So there's so many people uh, YouTubing that they're videoing uh, the raccoon peering out of the airport ce- ceiling. It went viral. So the airport tweeted out, uh, despite his intentions of traveling abroad, our friend the raccoon has decided Toronto has all the culture he needs, and they, <laughs> of course, took the raccoon back. Uh, to, I think it has to be released within because uh, they're very territorial raccoons. Mm-hmm. So I think that the release of that raccoon is within. I received a, an email about this. Is within uh, one kilometer, which really doesn't leave a lot of options around Terminal Three for that poor little raccoon.
1: No, uh, I don't. Know. You know, it, it it is cute sticking its little head out of there, but we got a real raccoon problem in this city. They're, now they're. Well, inf- he was
0: trying to get out of the city. Clearly, inf- no, why don't infiltrated- we just let him fix
1: his own problem? He's infiltrated the security at Pearson.
0: Yeah that's true that's one clever guy. Uh by the way this this is hilarious. Soon after uh people started YouTubing their pictures of the raccoon, it got its own Twitter. Um, oh, of course it feed. did. And it was uh, Pearson Raccoon at yyzraccoon. And he tweeted out, I'm not here to cause trouble. I'm waiting for a flight taking Air Canada to Fort Rack. <laughs> then another another one was posted with a picture of a raccoon wearing a men's shirt and vest. Please don't arrest me at Pe- Toronto Pearson. I have the proper credentials to be here. Here's my passport photo. And then finally a little raccoon waving goodbye in some, a picture that kind of looks like the backyard with the outhouse I was just talking about. <laughs> nice airport. People have brought me home. I enjoyed my time at the airport. Goodbye, nice humans. And the excitement well. is over. Until we see the next animal appear in an odd <laughs> place. Sort of like the Ikea monkey. Remember the Ikea oh, monkey?
1: This raccoon wasn't wearing a coat, was he?
0: I worked with a girl at the CBC who found the Ikea monkey. Really? Yeah. Bronwyn, she was on the scene first. Made, made her famous across Canada. Oh,
1: <laughs> I've heard of her. Bronwyn, yeah. the, the, the uh, Ikea shopper. Ikea
0: monkey uh, sure. finder. All right. Um, this is interesting. I, You know, I believe this because I lived in uh, Ireland, and one of the reasons I came back from Ireland is it's not very progressive. I mean, it was uh, progressive as far as the economy was concerned for a while. But, you know, listen, before you get all up in arms, I, I have an Irish citizenship. But I'm just saying that for me, the kid that grew up in Canada to live there forever, you know, there were some hurdles and um, it wasn't progressive enough for me. And this is case in point. Stephen Fry under police investigation for blasphemy in Ireland for saying this on a, um, I guess it's our equivalent to the CBC or their equivalent to our CBC, RTE. Have a listen. Mm. And you walk up to the pearly gates and you are confronted by God. What will Stephen Fry say to him? Her or it.
1: I will basically, what's known as the Odyssey, I think, I'll say bone cancer in children? What's that about? How dare you? How dare you create a world in which there is such misery that is not our fault? It's not right. It's utterly, utterly evil. Why should I respect a capricious, mean-minded, stupid God who creates a world which is so full of injustice and pain? That's what I'd say.
0: Yeah, well, he's he married. said it, and now uh, there's been a complaint, and he is being investigated by the uh, by the Irish police under the Defamation Act, which makes blasphemy a crime punishable by a fine of up to twenty five thousand euros. You've got to be kidding me, people! I Seriously,
1: I don't understand why he's so mad at God, though. You know, it's one thing to you know not believe in God and sort of be you know. Like, a- Atheists who are angry at God really uh, make me scratch my head because if you don't believe in the guy, why are you so mad at him all the time?
0: But you know what? Don't ask a guy like a comedian, a stand up comedian, or a comedian <laughs> like Stephen Fry, who is, you know, a, a thinker, mm-hmm. to answer a question so seriously. If you go to the pearly gates, <laughs> what do you expect the first thing he'll say is? Or what would you say to him? Oh my gosh. First of all, who's conducting this interview and why are you asking me such an inane question? All right. Fire up the rocket thrusters, thrusters rather. We got to get off this rock and in a hurry. Like, I mean, too sweet, according to this guy. I wanted to see your utopia, but now I see it as more of a fruit fruitopia. Uh, back in November, Stephen Hawking said uh, he gave humanity a deadline of a thousand years to find a new planet to call home. In half a year, he has done it about face. Professor Hawking has sped up his timing to a terrifying degree He says, we uh, better find a new planet within 100 years if humanity is going to survive. Wow. What's with the increased deadline? Uh, What does he know? He says, with climate change, overdue asteroid strikes, epidemics, and population growth, our own planet is increasingly precarious. Talk about buzzkill. I mean, this is one guy, I love smart people. I love listening to them talk. But this is one guy I would not want to hang out with at a dinner party. He'd be a huge buzzkill. Think about being his friend.
1: (laughs) I'm sure that's not all he has to talk about. No, he also
0: talks about the fact that if we try and contact aliens, we should zip it right now because they're probably going to be hostile to us and dangerous.
1: Well, I think it's probably a good Last idea to go find, find a new planet, even if his projection is uh, right or wrong. And we should do it as quickly as we can. A hundred years sounds like a good timeline because you need enough time to then, you know, build up a uh, society there and uh, make enough room for all of us to move there.
0: I guess. You, need, but 100 you, you can't years? just find
1: the new planet and then there it is. got to get That's there. That's not
0: a lot of time, my friend. Pepe the Frog. Mascot of the alt right. Have you heard about this Pepe the Frog? He I've was, seen uh, this frog. Cartoon anthropomorphic amphibian, and uh, the back in I guess he was born in 2005. He was part of a web published comic book called Boys Club. Pepe the Frog started appearing on right uh, wing racist, misogynistic, uh, hateful memes during the 2016 Olympic uh, Olympics. Elections, rather, they seemed like they were... Eliminate.
1: It was entertaining. Wow. It was a race. anyhow.
0: Um, he became a mascot of the um alt right.
1: When you Google Pepe the Frog, it says people have also searched for Kermit the Frog and Pepe Le Pew.
0: Well, Pepe the Frog has been killed off by its uh, creator. How do
1: you kill dead a at the age of frog. I
0: don't know. I I actually looked for the cause of death and I I couldn't find it online. Uh, but I did find uh, interesting pictures of Pepe in a coffin lying in state.
1: I'm, I'm sure Pepe is just fine.
0: Talk about oversharing for attention. Um, in Texas, a man and his wife were stopped by the cops, and she decided to post the video on Facebook. Have a little listen to the cops pulling this guy over. Well, I got to be honest. The reason why I stopped you is because you've you got a child in the car with no child seat. I don't know. Saying he he doesn't have a kid in the car.
1: He's saying I goofed.
0: (laughs) She's holding up a pregnancy stick beside him. We do have a child in the car with no car seat. I think
1: that means you're a daddy, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just gonna tell you now, Todd is a great name.
0: (laughs) That's the man.
1: Awesome. This is awesome.
0: Yeah, I don't believe what he's saying. Wow. He's saying,
1: why does this uh, officer know that I'm going to be a dad before I do? Yeah. Jeez.
0: That's terrible. I'm sorry. Uh, Talk about oversharing. That's a really personal moment, and I think she blew it. By the way, the surprise was coordinated effort between uh, his wife and the police and uh, basically, they're they're warmly greeting him, saying, "You know, I stopped you because you have a child in the car without the child seat." And then she's holding up the pregnancy stick, and you know, she's it's a really personal moment. Thing? You only get one shot at this moment to tell your significant other, "We're gonna have a baby." Yeah, I can't think of you know, it's pretty uh, monumentous when someone says, "You know, would you like to spend your life with me?" Mm-hmm. But I think the announcement of a uh, we're pregnant is. Far, far more earth shattering and life that, changing.
1: It's something that you did together. Hopefully alone, and then hopefully that that news can be can be uh, given to you together and alone. It's, I, to me, I think that's a private moment that I think I it should be shared uh, just between the uh, the mother and the father of of the child, and just you know. I would be a little hurt if everybody else knew before I did.
0: Well, or cops that you don't really know so well. <laughs> yeah. There were two cops there that knew that his wife was pregnant before he did.
1: And plus, his wife is walking around with a stick she peed on.
0: Well, that's all right. No, it's not. It no. All right. Well, you're going to have a hard time with with the baby then. I got <laughs> to tell you if you're if you're worried about a pee on a stick, good luck, buddy. I can't wait till you uh, procreate. It's going to be an interesting radio show then.
1: The, the the diapers one thing. Uh-huh. The pee sticks a whole other thing. All it's right. Gross. You want
0: to hear the worst part of the story cuz I haven't shared it with you yet. In a GoFundMe page. What? Uh he explains that the, the officer or she explains that the officer in the video is a great advocate for my family and I After uh, they met during a medical emergency last year, he's a U.S. Army veteran who's trying to raise funds to cover hospital costs resulting from his PTSD, general anxiety disorder, and depression. This is the father. Yeah, no wonder why he was laughing nervously. (laughs) He's got PTSD, and you're going to tell him you're pregnant in this manner? How insensitive can you get? Oh, okay, I want to share this with you right now before uh, before we move on. If you have a hard time working out and you want to, you know, get to the next level, according to science, you might want to do a little bit of this. What? Yeah, cussing. (laughs) Cussing. Honestly, swearing out loud could actually make you stronger. They did some experiments. They found the first 29 subjects they they asked to uh, complete a test of their anaerobic uh, power, which was a short, intense period on an exercise bike. Then they were told to either swear or refrain. The people who were foul-mouthed saw their power raised by 24 watts on average. They did another uh, situation where you had to grip something as hard as you could for 10 seconds, swearing and not swearing again. The swearers. Uh, found that they managed to boost their strength by the equivalent equivalent of over two kilograms. Not bad. And they say there is a an association between pain and swearing. You know, if you put your hand in cold water and mm-hmm. you're... The whole way? Exactly. It uh, stimulates the body's sympathetic nervous system. That's the system that makes your heart pound when you're in danger. And for that reason... If you're swearing, it will make you stronger. Please, gyms out there, I beg you, I will join if you had that swearing spinning class to help me get through. I love that. I've
1: got anecdotal proof that uh, anytime I swear and start and calling someone an mf or just as I'm yeah. lifting up weights, I can lift them higher. Can you? Yeah.
0: Awesome.